everyone, welcome to Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place to learn more about what goes on beyond what you see on the dance floor. It's about mentality, history, and how the skills you learn in breaking or the arts in general can apply more broadly to the rest of your life. Today we talk with one of the original members of Now or Never crew, G. Originally from Taiwan but grew up in Vancouver, G shares a lot about his personal history, his crew's history, and more. We get into a bit of how NON started how it was literally his only family in Vancouver, moving to Japan and starting a business, getting into filming and editing, talking on the Olympics and more. I had so much fun with this talk. G is such a likable guy and and a friendly guy too. And it's hard not to laugh at his stories. And he provides an often overlooked perspective on the breaking community with regards to business and money and dance. So thanks so much to G for sharing his story, and I hope you enjoy the talk. Peace. Okay, we're here with G. Just G yeah. from NON, <laughs> Now or Never, uh, and yeah, just Now or Never. That's really rare these days. Someone repping just one crew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised that in Japan you haven't been like recruited into like eight billion different other crews. <laughs> happy to have you here and uh yeah for, for anyone who doesn't know who you are do you mind doing a little like uh self introduction kind of history on on who you are yeah sure thank you for having me today and uh my name is g i'm from now never crew um i originally born in taiwan i'm taiwanese and uh, i moved to canada when i was little and started breaking there uh i think year 2000 and um it's quite late compared to others, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I restart in 2002 with Jerry, how to, and uh, ever since then, I break with them and um, yeah, and I moved to Japan 2000, end of 2010. Damn, 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. This year is my 10 years. Yeah, and I marry, I got here, and uh, I continue breaking. Yeah, I, I break with a lot of different b-boys, practice with you know some local b-boys and stuff, but mm-hmm. I still, I, I just don't feel the vibe <laughs> with them. So I just keep now and ever. So yeah, yeah. I in- recruit some people who's very close to my vibe and start now and ever Japan, but we... We wasn't serious about going into b-boys and stuff but most of them we are like work base first and break <laughs> you know if we have time we actually have like uh three one two three oh, one two three i think three oh, four members oh really including me five in in japan wow. Yeah, hey, that's you know that's bigger than our crew right now. <laughs> Filthy feet. Yeah, we got four guys. <laughs> and we're we got four around. guys, but they're all working. 
like oh, working yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Living the are they all like salary man kind of? Uh, one of them is from Hokkaido. Oh, crazy! He works for the government. Yeah, yeah, and uh, one of them is SoftBank. Oh, yeah. He sells outside. He's 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 doing very good, mm-hmm. and uh, the other one is a uh, video editing for news. Oh, nice. Yeah, but he's already gone. Like he's, he just had a baby and he's <laughs> done. he's done. Like he basically, yeah. is done. Uh, the SoftBank guy is done too because he just had a baby. He's done. <laughs> he's done. Yeah, but you have a you have a kid too, right? Yeah, I have two kids. Two I'm kids, done, right? but I'm struggling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hanging there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we appreciate you hanging in there. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, actually, I was always kind of curious. Like, what what exactly brought you to Japan? Uh, actually, um, I've been uh, me and my girlfriend has been dating for a long time. Uh, I met her when she was nineteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were together when she was 20. That was maybe 15 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's Taiwanese too. Uh, her family, uh, her mother, single family. Her mother lives in Japan for 30 oh. something years. Oh, wow. And um, her brother lives here too. They, they never have a chance to live together. But for me, I've been always living by myself all the time. I don't have any family members. I'm just on my own mm-hmm. with yeah. NON. That's it. Yeah. Yes, your that's family. all. That's my life. That's my family. And um, I didn't. I didn't have a good relationship with my mother. Uh, I'm single family too. Uh, so, uh, so I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe we can just come to Japan and try for a year or two, and <laughs> and ended up ten years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe can you talk a little bit about like uh, what you do in Japan? I think it's okay. kind of interesting. Okay, so when I first got here, I need to, I, I don't know any Japanese. So I saved up a little bit of money. I went to Japanese school for a year. Mm-hmm. I got a yeah. business level. And in the same time, I work for uh, Uniqlo. So I can get daily conversation. Mm-hmm. None of, no one can speak Japanese. Uh, no one can speak English there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one. So yeah, yeah. I got a chance to practice. So, you know, I work for a English educational kind of physical instructor, like a fitness gymnast, whatever, but actually not teaching backflip or anything, mm-hmm. but just like, you know, happy kind of English learning environment. You know, there's a lot in Japan like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think like, oh, I, I don't like this. This is not going anywhere. The pay is very low mm. and uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I cannot see my own future and I don't like the lifestyle. My wife too. Mm-hmm. She's a dancer too. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like what the lifestyle here in Tokyo is so stressful. Mm. So we decide, yeah, maybe before we give up and head back to Vancouver, we should try do whatever we like. So we both like dancing. So we just start teaching dancing, but you know, there's so many studio here, right? Mm-hmm. So much competition. We need to stand out Yeah, and uh, we use, different kind of method approach to teach the student and slowly from four students we are now the best before corona we have 236 students yeah yeah and uh yeah so we manage two little business uh one is the dance studio the other one is a montessori school Hmm. yes crazy and you've, you've been doing both of those for how many years 
the company started 2012, October until now. But during that time, I was the first three years we were still working full time, and do that on the side. Oh damn! So we uh, we call it. We have this. Me and my wife have this talk all the time. Say, so oh, don't you miss that four hour weekend? Because we only have four hours for our weekend. Only yeah. four, <laughs> four hours rest of it. We were just working. Yeah. We just don't work just one job. She got three jobs. I got two jobs. Mm-hmm. So we just. Continuously, just basically working all the time. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you got to do that, especially with two kids now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have. I I, I didn't have kids like, during that time. Otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. die, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now like the kids are uh, another job, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Kids. In a sense, I know it's not work, yes. but uh, uh, yeah. As I volunteer, <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it they don't listen to you so um yeah they, they will they will when they're when they're older they'll come to realize you know oh maybe my dad was actually right about all this stuff <laughs> then they'll then they'll become a like daddy's boy or a mama's boy or mama's girl I hope, hopefully but actually i have two boys right so yeah. maybe when they get older it's easier maybe yeah. I know boys nice. are boys are kind of rebellious sometimes too, right? <laughs> Challenge authority a lot. Is <laughs> they they just fight all the time at home? It's two. Uh, my little one is two. My older one is five. Three oh. year gap. They fight yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little one just take the toy and smash his head. Like it's crazy. I know that when I was when I was growing up too, there was like a five year gap between us. <laughs> Five year, yeah. Wow, you, still, still, you guys can still fight. We still fought a lot. Yeah, I mean, it was like the fight. It was like arguing, and then when it got physical, it ended pretty quick. Like <laughs> usually, he he would egg me on, and then I would get mad, and like sometimes I get to the point where I'd like punch him in the shoulder, and then he'd get mad and punch me in the shoulder, and then it was done. I was like, ah, oh, okay, he's way stronger than me. Yeah, five years different is. Two different yeah. class, and then the other, my other brother was eleven years older than me, so, <laughs> so you know, no chance of doing anything with him. Take one um, on two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit more about, uh, yeah, like the, a little bit more about in the background of NON specifically? Yeah, yeah. so NON, I think uh, NON started ninety seven, mm-hmm. and Damn. no one knows. Yeah, no one knows. 97 yes mm-hmm. uh it was a guy started his name is lawrence mm-hmm. he's a powerhead and i think 99 he can already do one air track during that time that was pretty good mm-hmm. air track to uh not i didn't call it airflare because it doesn't look it looks like on the same spot yeah uh, so i call it air track so air track he can go like you know squeeze into windmill and he can do all kinds of different power like 10 different windmills flare ufo mm-hmm. you can do like a lot of basic old school power mm-hmm. so i met that guy and i started breaking uh and 2000 uh they only entered the battle once mm-hmm. and they lost of course because this in uh richmond right uh he no he's from coquitlam coquitlam oh okay uh, paul, paul moody where christian 
Christian practice there too. Right, right, right. And uh, yeah, we went there. Uh, uh, I was from Norseman. I was living in North Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I passed all the way to Pine Tree. And to, during that time, I don't think there is a uh, Skytrain. Maybe no. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I started breaking because of Lawrence and um, ended up the crew just die off because they don't go to competition. They just love to, you know, mm-hmm. practice and mm-hmm. eventually you die off. Mm-hmm. So I'm, uh, we have hosted a little practice battle and I met Jerry there, like how to. Mm-hmm. And one day I was going to work. I met Jerry um, on Skytrain and uh, I just, you know, exchange quickly, exchange numbers. I, hey, do, I do, do you still break? He said, yeah, 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 yeah. He said, hey, maybe let's meet up and just start practicing. So I, I, I didn't know I'm going to use NON during that time. No, it wasn't now or never. At the back before, it was no other name. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds very Asian. <laughs> it's, yeah, it just makes me think of like yeah, back in those days when you didn't have a crew and you're like, well, what should we enter as? I don't know. We have no name. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, let's just enter as that. No other name or like no yeah. name crew or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we met up and <laughs> uh, we start practicing and. When going to our first battle, when practice at Richmond, um, uh, we have a deal with a uh, ID studio owner. His name is Rafael. He's a jazz dancer, Chinese, Cantonese. He's from Hong Kong. And uh, exchange was we do all the shows for him over the year, and he gave us a key to okay. his studio, and we can practice anytime we want, as long as there's no class. Damn. Yeah. So that's. That's yeah. why we didn't show up at any other practice spot because we <laughs> do have a spot 24-7, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So that's when uh, Breakaholics go there too, practice with us. And Moon came and we yeah, got... How, how did that connection happen? Okay, so uh, Teddy, Teddy is the, the hip-hop guy, right? Teddy. Okay, Teddy uh, Kim, right? Yeah, Teddy Kim. He, he <laughs> sent me with uh, Yoshi, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teddy was hanging out with us. And because he was a hip hop teacher there, uh, he saw Vancouver scene. He said, he told one of the people crew, uh, people crew was the first crew from Korea. Mm-hmm. He said, hey, um, Vancouver is just like Korea before. The dancing scene is booming. So there's a lot of money involved. You want to come over here and, you know, join the scene and make some money. And Moon believed it and he came. <laughs> He stayed over at Teddy's place and uh, they just started right there. So he started hanging out with us. We basically one of the only B-boys and, you know, he knows. <laughs> so, and we suck. We, we <laughs> look so bad. Because <laughs> I remember he he made a routine and he thought like, he's like, you guys cannot, because his English is so bad, right? Teddy translated. I said, you guys cannot do this. He's like, yeah. We never tried it before. We can't even do a chair freeze. Like, what you talking about? Like, oh my God. He was like, I remember he was like, you know, like scratching his head, like looking so frustrated because he made the routine so good, but we just don't understand. We don't get it. <laughs> it's like dancing with cows and a bunch of animals, right? So <laughs> me and Jerry, Jax, was just like, what? How do you do this? Like, 
pissing me off. So yeah. we slowly learn a lot of stuff on Moon. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of knowledge and Tricky comes along during that mm-hmm. time too. Oh, okay. And slowly Victor, Kenny slowly expand and Moon left because mm-hmm. he cannot stay longer. Mm-hmm. So he went back and um, basically he introduced us like was breaking, mm-hmm. real breaking. And right. Japan Nada will come to our place and we just, you know, communicate, you know, learning from them too. Because mm-hmm. uh, Tenten, yeah. yeah, yeah, Tenten, I got a lot of knowledge from Tenten too. Yeah. The, such a knowledge b-boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that the same time that like uh, Shuji and Yusuke from like Keep It Real were here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they were there after. Oh, okay, okay. After. Yeah. And slowly, I, I decide because, you know, basically, anyone like to a lot of people, crew is like a family, mm-hmm. but for me, it's like my only family. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I stay at the studio until very late, and I wake up seven in the morning and go to work and school. Mm-hmm. I stay until like two or three, and I'm willing to drive, because you know, like, uh, I don't know, it, it's a very Chinese thing to do. Because I'm like, oh, you want to go practice? You don't have a car? I'll go pick you up oh, and I'll drive right. you home. So I've been doing that for years. Huh. Pick up Tricky, pick up Jax, Jerry, and I just get off work, go pick them out at Delta, go back to Richmond, go back to Delta, go back to Burnaby, my place. Damn, and I did damn. that every day. Damn. Every day. Yeah. Because I want them to come together and just, I treat yeah. them like uh, relatives, right? So. Mm. So I want to try to keep them together. Tricky too. I've been driving him for years. Mm. So but they have they have cars now, right? <laughs> <laughs> they finally have cars. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it, I didn't ask for any gas money, zero. Oh. I was just paying for everything. So you, for you, yeah, like Non was literally your your family, right? Yeah, because I go home, no one is waiting. No one is gonna wait for me, right? I'm just by myself. So I rather just I know I go to studio someone expecting me to come hmm. so that that feels belonging so that's why I except work in school I put all everything hmm. into it crazy yeah a lot of people talk about like crew and you know like they're my family and I'll do anything for them but like <laughs> yes and some people it's true but then some people it's just kind of like you know that's what I'm supposed to say about a crew and this kind of stuff <clears throat> but I think yeah, with you, it's like very clear that they yeah. were very literally your like your only family. That's crazy. Yeah, my only family. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, uh, slowly we move into international. Uh, we want to go out and battle. So I think Ashes to Ashes was the first battle that really, really like opened our eyes because mm-hmm. we was against uh, my one eighty flip side king. Lego. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that battle, actually. Yeah, that... We got smoked so bad when we saw the video. (laughs) (laughs) We got smoked so bad. But we were feeling so good. We were like, oh, yeah, we got smoked so bad. But, you know, that that, that vibe together, Mm -hmm. that feeling of the crew, Mm -hmm. you know, that make... Because of that battle made made us, like, keep going. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Can you... Yeah, can you talk a little bit about like I guess the the mentality of the crew, like you know, because you guys 
you guys worked hard on like routines and, and winning things and going out and representing and not just in Vancouver or even in the local kind of like Northwest, but you guys went like all over the US into overseas and all the stuff you guys are at Battle of the Year. Like, you know, you guys took every opportunity, I think. Like, can you talk a bit about like, the, okay. the mentality of your crew or? So I think the mentality was because when change our name, I think <clears throat> 2002 uh, to now or never, mm -hmm. uh, basically we would just meet up and say, hey, we shouldn't use no other name because there's no meaning <laughs> of it because it's whack and it sounds like Asian name, right? Because so, <laughs> it's all Taiwanese, right? It's all Chinese there. During that time, Colin was the only white, but he, so I always say, hey, Tricky Chen or... <laughs> I <laughs> say, hey, Tricky, um, do you eat Chinese food? And he, because all Chinese, right? He's like, yeah, yeah, I need Chinese food. I'm like, he's like, I eat kimchi noodle. I'm like, that's Korean things. <laughs> okay, yeah, go ahead. I bought, I bought a kimchi noodle for him. This is off topic, but I have to say, it's funny. And he ate it and he feels so bad. He feel like so uncomfortable. He went to uh, wash him and puke. <laughs> I'm like, if you cannot eat it, it's okay, tricky. Just your burgers, man. Like, <laughs> drink your juice, man. Like chips. You, know? <laughs> you don't have to eat noodles. <laughs> that was fun. That was, that was awesome. That was funny stuff. Okay, good, good, good side story. <laughs> right. anyway, anyway, back to. Back to yeah, okay. Okay, calm down again. Yeah, so um yeah, when we're talking about it because everywhere um I was working full time and uh with two other uh two other part-time jobs, use all the rest of time to do it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? This is a crew thing, right? When still young, we can only do when you when we are young, because I'm the oldest during that time. Mm -hmm. So we have to, you know, treasure this time, you know. Make it happen. So if we want to do it, don't do half-ass, right? Mm -hmm. So let's do, do it to the fullest. No half-ass. Or I, I, I just don't do it. If you don't want to do it, just don't do it. Just stop. Just go work or whatever. Go study. Do whatever you want. But if you really want to get into this, let's do it to the fullest to see how far we can go. So that's why the name for now or never. Mm -hmm. We do it now or just never do it. So... Uh, I know there is a lot of problem with a lot of different crew that they don't have founding to go to battle. So there are certain members that cannot be in a battle. But back in the day, there are a lot of crew battles. Not like nowadays, two on two, three on two, three. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. crew battles, you need a lot of people, like 10 people or eight, eight members. Mm -hmm. You cannot guarantee that this guy's spending habit is healthy enough to support their battle. Yeah, yeah. So what happened is that we did, we enjoyed competitions, uh, doing shows, because that's what we are good at. Uh, <laughs> Asians, right? So <laughs> I have to bring this up. And Tricky is like, oh, I cannot do this routine. It was so hard. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Just come out and just has been. <laughs> <laughs> happy ending. Colin Tricky is the happy ending. and. Uh, <laughs> so uh yeah so we just work on routines trying to you know get some pay gigs gigs mm -hmm. and use that money and we save in my bank 
So You're the responsible one, right? Yes. So and I I will make I remember Jack was like, "Hey, you know what? Oh, how do I know you're not jacking money?" <laughs> and I'm like, really "You know what? Concern." Yeah. I'm like, "You know what? I will make a accountant spreadsheet for you guys. So, you know where we spend on the t-shirt, how much, which date, which receipt, everything is very clear." It's like, "Okay, okay." So we save up, like we call the crew part, and we use that money for travel. So mm. everyone pays less. Mm. And there's another way. It's like I offer. It's like a, it's like kind of like a RSP <laughs> investment retirement plan. I said, uh, you know what, uh, or Jax or Jerry or whatever, just name it out. Like whoever is bad with money, I said, hey, you know what, you can pay me hundred hundred dollar every month. For the six months after, you have six hundred dollar. You have the ticket to go to this battle. I will save up for you. That's the plan, you know. Like it's take <clears throat> it as a mutual fund kind of <laughs> independent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will do that everything for you, and no free of charge. The mm -hmm. I won't, I won't disappear. Don't worry, <laughs> I won't disappear. <laughs> it sounds very sketchy, but you know, very... I won't. Oh, you can trust me. But that's your family, right? You wouldn't steal yeah, my family, family, right? So yeah. So I didn't steal any money, you know, nothing. <laughs> I I actually I actually made money for the crew. I put that money into an investment, mm -hmm. and uh, I made a hundred dollar. And I told them, and everyone said, "Oh, hundred dollar! Oh yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, I see you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So I basically I manage like whoever cannot manage money well, I help them. Nice. Yeah, you're the you're the real like uh, I don't know. Yeah, like parent of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like my mom. Like the talks that I have with my mom. Say, oh, you should invest in this and do this and then. Yeah. How is how is it going? I didn't get a chance to talk with like, Jarek about this, but you guys went to Battle of the Year. Like, how was that experience? Oh, that experience was very eye-opening, I said. Mm -hmm. And it made us realize we wasn't ready mm -hmm. for performance. We mm -hmm. thought we were ready for performance. But uh, compared to the international level, mm -hmm. uh, we are not as ready as what we thought. Mm -hmm. So uh, the music, because I think the music selection and uh, choreography, how we choose it is very our own style. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't for the big stage. Mm. It's more for the small kind of stage, for the local. So mm -hmm. I think national is okay, but international, I think we're way too off. But uh, because of that, we met so many different uh, countries, b-boys, and we learned so much from like other crews, mm -hmm. how they how they managed each other, and uh, you know how they got here. You know, everyone, you know, got there, you know, different story, right? Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I opened it. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's like battle, battle of the year for anyone who doesn't know. How could you not know? Battle of the year is like one of the most, like, what do you call it? Like, just, it's one of the, the legendary battles in the breaking scene. Like, it's been around forever. Which is funny because they call it Battle of the Year, but it's like the 
battle part is kind of like small part of it right it's more <laughs> like a performance and show and stuff yeah. but i mean it's just that's how they do it and uh yeah like you know to be able to go to that you know i can only imagine you know how much you could take away from that experience yeah yeah we, we were preparing so hard like mm -hmm. we were just practice like three four times just on routines mm -hmm. and uh maybe <clears throat> you know someone wasn't focused and we were like not happy about it you know there's a lot of communication problems mm -hmm. everyone wants to the want the best right on yeah, the best yeah. out of out of us so mm -hmm. yeah everyone was in different kind of direction but mm. when it when when the date was close everyone finally get together and like okay yeah maybe this goes well i still have a video that someone was arguing fighting while practicing i have that video but i don't know where was it and so like i think I, I don't i don't remember who someone walked away during practice yeah, yeah they were like everyone was like oh come on man like i got that on video all the time because you know i got that on video i was lucky but uh, I, I was always with a video cam mm. and just film around mm -hmm. recording all the memories and stuff mm -hmm. so i have a lot of footage oh crazy yeah yeah you should you should make i'm waiting for a non like you know blu-ray or something like that <laughs> or digital release or something like that. it's a real you know hour-long video or something that'd be cool yeah that would be fun um, but you, you know even now like you've you used to do like youtube you know like I don't know what do you call them like tutorial mini lessons tutorials and stuff okay. and you started again recently right yeah i kind of uh because okay actually i was uh i started 2013 i remember mm -hmm. 2012 or 2013 mm -hmm. during that time was like i just started trying to start a business like mm -hmm. here in japan and uh, in the beginning it was okay because i was just full-time and you know during the early morning I do have a little bit of time. Mm -hmm. So I filmed that in the early morning. I just want to share what I know, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if people want to learn or not, but I just want to share what I know. So I tried for a year and I really got so busy mm -hmm. with kids, with a company, often physical location, mm -hmm. buying a house. Uh, it's just too busy. So mm -hmm. I stopped that. And finally now I'm always into filming. And uh, I film kids. I have a lot of footage of my kids playing, you know, growing their, you know, memories. Uh, so I realized, hey, okay, I do have a little bit more time now compared to six years ago. So maybe I should continue to do, my wife keeps saying, yeah, you should continue to do it, right? So mm -hmm. finally, I just started again. Yeah. 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 Like it's better it's... equipment, better editing skill, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. more time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really, really impressed like you know just everything looks so clean and nice colors good quality and then <laughs> it's, all money. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, all money but, but like you know people can can spend all the money but they, if you don't know like how to do it how what settings to use and you know even uh, yeah even like the way that you you frame a shot I know like money you know equipment helps yeah, a lot equipment but, really helps. But, but you still, I'm trying to, you know, put you over and give you more credit. <laughs> Actually, but, I just, uh, 
enjoy i enjoy making these even yeah. though there's no views it's okay is that i join enjoy making like nice products yeah, you know, yeah videos yeah. yeah i really get that like you know it's it's the the process not really the product right yes that's important to you yeah. but like i you know i'm just saying this from an outside perspective right <laughs> when you watch the videos for anyone who's watching this or listening to this, go check out his uh, his YouTube. You know, he's got like just I don't know. It's like clean, aesthetically pleasing videos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think online probably I haven't seen anyone put this much effort onto the <laughs> quality of video. You know, with the, all the B rolls, like unnecessary <laughs> B roll. <laughs> I just want to do B-roll. I'm like, oh, I need to find a reason to do some B-rolls, man. Like, I got to do some b Okay, let's go to the studio and get an intro for 10 seconds. It's unnecessary for end tutorial video. People don't care about it, but, you know, I just enjoy doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, it's fun man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I get that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit? just a little bit about like what kind of equipment you're using and what, what stuff okay. you use. Yeah. yeah so I I'm use, just curious. I'm a Sony user. Mm -hmm. My last camera was a Sony S2, a Sony S2. And um, uh, right now I'm using the newest Sony S3. Mm -hmm. uh, that one costs about 4,000 Canadian. <gasps> 4,000, yeah. jeez. Uh, no, actually in Japan is Yongju man, so probably 45, oh, yeah, yeah, 4500, yeah. 4500 around. And uh, I use, I have a two, two microphone. One is the shotgun mic, that is uh, the Bluetooth shotgun mic. So there's no cord. Oh, yeah, damn. The, the, what this, the Sony, ah, really get the consumer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that one is about like uh, San Mango Sen Yen, like uh, yeah. About 400. 400, yeah. And uh, I have three lenses that I switch around. <laughs> 1635, and that's the wide angle if I, I'm in a very close area. Mm -hmm. uh, with, in the studio, I use that one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the other one is the 24 prime lens. That one is 1.4. Currently the best prime lens on the market from Sony. That's GM. Yeah, that's GM. So I don't want to say the price. I don't I bought it. <laughs> I bought a second hand. I, I didn't buy a new one, you know. I didn't buy a new I, I keep mentioning to my wife, I'm like, hey, I didn't buy a new one. I bought a second. How, how I she, one more time. Yeah. How does she feel about this hobby? She's like, if you like it, go ahead. <laughs> as long as as long as food is still on the table, right? Yeah. No, no, she she's like, uh, cause uh I, I I my financial wasn't so well before when I was young, like in my early twenties. I rocked the same shoes, practice, work, everything. So I didn't buy anything. I didn't have, I have the same hat all the time. Same t-shirt, same jeans. I didn't have money to buy anything. I saved everything for school, right? So because of that, she's like, yeah, you can do whatever you like. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, so I have three lens, mid-range, zoom lens. The other one is the 85. And I have the prime lens. Oh, actually, I have a one four lens. I just realized. <laughs> yeah, so I use that equipment. So I did decide 
depending on like this afternoon, I think, yeah, sometimes depending on where I'm going to shoot, I bring like whatever I need, mm-hmm. put it in my backpack and just go 30 minutes, 40 minutes and just shoot. And sometimes I just bring the equipment with me going to work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I have a little bit of time, I just find a spot and just shoot because mm-hmm. I don't have too much time. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's cool, though. <laughs> like you, you, you use your time very effectively. <laughs> but like, I was curious, like, because these uh, these shots that you get, it's like you riding your bike you know, away from the camera. So it's like, you got to set up your camera and then take the shot and then come back and then pick it up yes. and then go somewhere. Yes, yes, yes. But, it, you no. know. In Japan, yeah. safe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. In Canada, I, I think you're going to chase with your bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's going to some, take your camera away. You'll get some very interesting B-roll footage out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, fuck. My cat just threw up. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, you have a cat? Oh, that's yeah. Cute. It's my. <laughs> I'll probably cut this out, but uh, oh fuck! Hang on. <laughs> Let me pause this recording. Okay. <laughs> so minor technical difficulties, but we're we're back. <laughs> Had to clean up some puke and shit. <laughs> uh, but it's a cat, so it was kind of clean. So. Better than dog for sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah uh what the hell were we talking about uh anyway oh we were talking about cameras and stuff yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah. yeah 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 you got all this all this stuff yeah i got three lights it's lights too right i got three lights i got speed light i have yeah, i have tripods two different tripods whatever I happens have you have a drone too? Jeez. I have a drone. I have gimbal. I have everything. Damn, like the full on gear. Well, <laughs> you know, whatever happens with this, you can always transition into becoming like a full time YouTube guy or videographer <laughs> or, uh, you know, whatever, photographer. Yeah. 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 You got your bases covered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um how is your yeah how are things like you know you're running you have your school your montessori school and the dance school yes but you know like during uh covid the covid era like can you talk a little bit about you know making trying to make that work and you know ways you're adapting to trying to adapt to this current situation and stuff (laughs) Actually, during COVID, uh, I have um, uh, so uh, we are service based, right? So service based kind of business, service based kind of business is customer who need to come to your place mm-hmm. to be able to count as a revenue. So uh, you make money that way. But uh, since COVID, so everyone was like so scared. So no one is gonna bring kids out, especially kids, because you know, as a parent myself. I'm going to be worried, right? So I didn't yeah. bring my kids there. So there will be a problem happening. It's like, hey, um, you, know, uh, you know, I don't want to pay for it. You, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I understand as a customer perspective. Yeah. So yeah. what we did as a company, because uh, we are, I'm a parent myself. So we decide to refund everything. 
two months, we were closed. We refund everything. But in the same time, uh, we have to pay every staff. We have 35 staffs. So we have full-timers, we have a contract, time, a contract and part-time. So at least 60% of it. So first thing we do is, uh, I do get paid, right? I do get income. First thing we do is me and my wife, we just take off our income. Yeah. We change to zero because uh, we need to let the company survive. If the company doesn't survive and um, it's not gonna, then you, you know, have no, no one income is in the future, right? Yeah, no income in the future, not just for us, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of employee depending on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to the dance side because everyone has a different job for the dance side, but for the full time in the story, you know, everyone was depending on this. Mm. So, so yeah, that that was pretty hard. And we go online, and basically we didn't charge anything from the customer, and we're still paying for the uh, employee. And uh, we survived through that two months. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we were able. My wife was able to apply some uh, substance, like uh, support from the government. Okay, yeah. And uh, that covers like maybe half of the last. So and uh, we we are a pretty healthy company. I said, mm-hmm. so we didn't. We don't have any debts. So we're able to use whatever is in the capital to went go through like to make it through this mm-hmm. crisis but right now it's going up again uh, it's happening again mm-hmm. our student was losing about a hundred within two weeks damn and you know your heart is like oh. <laughs> yeah and you look at the number you're like ah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and the rent still going on the cost is the same mm-hmm. and the revenue is zero yeah. yeah so that was like a very tough two months for business owners all mm-hmm. around the world yeah yeah so that's why i say a lot of people who work in the office they don't care because mm-hmm. they don't need to go through this but we care because we government look at us uh differently from people who's paying tax we pay more tax compared to office worker way more mm. so they look at us very differently. So as a as a business owner, yeah, as a business owner, we pay way more tax mm-hmm. compared to just working for someone. <clears throat> so working for someone, you know, you got everything covered. You do, you can apply for uh, support, and that's it. You don't have to have any responsibility. Even though you lost your job, you can apply for EI, mm-hmm. right? So for us, we lost everything. Then we cannot apply for everything, and mm-hmm. and maybe we do have to pay for the, our employee and stuff. Right, so right. that on that side it was very hard for us but we made it through mm-hmm. we made it <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah that was that was like at the beginning of covid right yeah that was at the beginning of covid mm-hmm. and slowly we have to we didn't use uh we didn't use that time to rest we used that time to revamp our program mm-hmm. uh to upgrade the safety issue like to buy new equipment for the classroom and um sanitize you know it was so hard to find sanitized materials right right used to be like what three dollar per like spray yeah, and yeah. become like twenty dollars mm-hmm. and we already didn't make any money and we have to buy that so yeah yeah so that was very torture yeah it's a rough it's a rough weird 
time for sure yes. for everyone yeah yeah but it especially was. for yeah like business owners and like smaller smaller businesses not these like giant corporation kind of things yeah. like yeah i think giant corporation might be pretty dangerous yeah yeah employee to pay right yeah for sure for sure if you're a retail basis oh man it's mm. gonna hurt uh, yeah, too many yeah, yeah. too many company closed down and and uh of course restaurants yeah yeah mm -hmm. i have a few friends who open uh isagaya mm -hmm. oh man really having a hard time yeah it's like i this during this time like i can't imagine well it's just like a unfortunate time to be like launching a business or you know you've yeah. been planning before and then this thing happens and then you're like i'm like literally like you know nathan in our crew nathan nathan well he was like i don't know his name of, but i probably know his name you've maybe seen yeah yeah he was like he's kind of a mysterious kind of guy anyway but you know he's he he has like a furniture company that he does that he's he was like getting ready to launch like literally right before or like <laughs> i think the planned time was like right after when like covid kind of hit north america or when it got like really serious and he's like well, what the hell do i do do i like just keep going or do i delay it or <laughs> what's what should i do very hard and it was like it's the kind of thing where it's like you know he's he's not doing like super high end or super low end but it's kind of like you know nicer but affordable stuff but it's like it's not cheap necessarily and so it's like during this time when everyone's like you know losing money or you know yeah. like you know really trying to save all their money and he's like hey you know what buy like a new sofa or something you know? <laughs> yeah, like no it's, it's a weird time for for people or like you know having having a kid now and like it's it's just a strange time to like i think covid will change people's mind to have less kids <laughs> I, think. <laughs> I think so yeah less kids and be more careful with money and yeah, yeah. well right now because of covid because every every time when something happened right you have a new idea mm. so right now uh in, in chinese like there's a saying say you cannot put all the egg in one basket. Oh, yeah. So you need to spread out your investment. So that's why there is <clears throat> a studio and a Montessori school. Mm -hmm. It's two different, it's still educational based kind of business, but it's two different division. Mm -hmm. So that way the, uh, our staff will be safer and we'll have more, you know, future. Mm -hmm. But uh, right now it's like, I'm thinking about maybe I should just hop into products. I was planning like uh, before COVID even happened, I was planning that I was negotiating with China to get a real supplier, but they were like very, you know, uh, I'm a big company, you know, I'm a big supplier, I have a big factory. Oh, you know, sign a contract, you need to, you know, at least order 20,000 USD with us each year. And uh, you need to have your own inventory and stuff like that. You sell your own stuff. But if you're not qualified to do that, then ah, you can't dispute for us. I'm like, ah, how about, cause you know, Japan, I don't have many place to store mm -hmm. inventory. So yeah. how about us cutting uh, 10,000? It's like, no, no, no. And after that, they decide 10,000 and COVID happened. Uh, and stop contact them. 
their business yeah. go down because their product too, right? The yeah. the the transportation goes zero, so mm -hmm. they can't ship anything out. So yeah, right, they're right, like, right. they're like, oh, only they can only depend depending on air uh air mail. So they call us. I'm like, oh, you know what? Oh, uh, we have this few products that you know <laughs> they want us. I'm like, okay, so six hundred. Is that okay? No problem. <laughs> hey, twenty thousand to six hundred. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, there's like good and bad. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I always think any any situation like this, like, you know, you can you can look at anything that kind of like shifts, radically changes how you have to like do anything or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's always good and bad. Like. And there's people who just can't adapt and change and keep up with it. And then, you know, I mean, it's it sucks that that has to happen. But, you yeah. know, like that's how the world is. And it happens all the time and <laughs> all throughout yeah, history. Really and yeah, adaptability is like a really uh, mm, good quality. And there's like, uh, yeah, I think everything happened and there should be a new opportunity mm. there. Yeah, but you have to find it and dedicate to it, execute. Yeah. So, so, speaking of that, and it's just that we're both, you know, dance background kind of thing. What do you think about breaking, also known as break dancing, being in the Olympics? Oh, Olympics! Uh, <laughs> I actually, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. You know, I think it's a good thing for the community, for the image, marketing image, at least. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, of course, breaking comes from like the hood, you know, the, you know, New York, people are poor, don't away from gangs, that's a good thing. But, you know, like for a lot of different kind of audience, for example, people who born richer, they won't have their kids to learn something, right? Mm. So breakdance, they'll be like, oh, okay, this is not for our kids, like golf, like, Tennis, <laughs> you know, whatever. That's so Asian thing to say, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. True. it's true. I so it's so <clears throat> because of breaking, going to Olympics, the image will be way better. Hmm. Just for the business wise, it's gonna be ten times fold. Hmm. And in China, it's already crazy, crazy, crazy on the dance market. It's hmm. just it's ridiculous. Hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Each studio have around like three thousand to four thousand students. Oh, jeez! Because they have people, right? But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But the still. system was a little bit different from Japan or all the other world. Uh, for Vancouver, probably you pay like a semester when you go to the studio, right? In mm -hmm. Japan, it's monthly fee. Mm -hmm. In China, is how many classes? They sell 300 classes at all at once. You have to buy all at once, no refund. So you count as one student. But if you're active or not, we don't care. Right. So they lock so, you into a certain amount, right? Yes. And that costs a lot of money. Maybe you probably pay about like 3,000 all at once times 4,000 students. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's some serious amount, right? Yeah, yeah. But in China, it's like, because also breaking is the Olympic, uh, the business is already booming. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, because there's a TV show about dance. Oh, really? Yeah, it's. I don't know, cause I, I can read Chinese and stuff. I know where to look at it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You look at it. The name is like a robot dance. You know, the name whack, but it's so cheesy. <laughs> they don't know. They don't have any knowledge, right? right they right. making that show for the normal audience, but. The thing is, because of that TV show, everyone make 10, 20 times more hmm. compared. To yeah, a dance teacher can make like four, five G, six, seven G a month. This is easy, like in China. Huh. So I think definitely breakdance, uh, like B boy going to Olympic will definitely make this market, you know, more rich. Mm. more dancers gonna be rich the image is gonna be better mm. but it doesn't change for the older b-boys we still do the way we want it right? yeah yeah, yeah. It doesn't to us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like and you know i think, you think? You think? why well, I, I actually just talked about this with ayumi the other day yeah and we were talking about this and then you know i've been you know everyone is talking about it you know or any dancers are talking about anybody involved in the breaking community. Uh, you know, I've read a lot of interesting opinions and stuff, but you know, most, most people, and I kind of share this opinion is that they think it's a good thing. You just got to be careful how you present it. Mm. And, you know, you don't want to make the same mistake that what happened in like the eighties when it first got mass exposure and, uh, as long as there's good people who care about the culture and the direction that it goes that but that also want to push it forward into like you know, like you said into some areas that will legitimize it more in the eyes of the you know general public like there's i think there's you got to balance that thing of like keeping it keeping it real versus yeah. like pushing pushing Just things forward that. and giving people more opportunities and like allowing something to grow rather than like keeping it in this box of like this is how it is and this is how it's going to stay and forever you know so having something like the olympics with people who are involved heavily in the community also be part of that like i don't know committee that's yeah there that uh what is it ioc is like getting advice from how to do this or how to like push it forward stuff like that it's making i think this is one of the biggest things from the olympics is like people actually have to figure out what is breaking and yeah. define <laughs> it more because like in some ways that's kind of the cool thing and i i've mentioned this a lot in the, a lot of these talks and stuff like part of what makes breaking cool is that there's a very loose definition of it and so it allows people to be really creative and like very yeah loose with their the way that they go about it right and but sometimes people like that's not breaking that's not breaking or this is breaking whatever right but it's that's kind of like the beauty of it right is that it's open to everyone's interpretation but with the olympics like yeah maybe just for the olympics it's going to create maybe uh not necessarily a way a specific way to do it but it'll have well kind of like you know, it'll be more like, all right, you maybe you can't do like, uh, I don't know, like really super abstract kind of crazy weird stuff that's like 
veering off into like some other kind of dance, which is cool. Like that's an art thing. And like, you know, pushing that boundary, but maybe for the Olympics, like, well, you got to really define it and be like, this is what breaking is. And, and that's, I don't know. I think that's cool that people are actually starting to really think about, okay, well, what is biting? Let's, let's talk about how you define biting. If that's、mm. a rule that you have, how do you define it? Yeah. When is it a bite? When is it not? What is, you know, because we've, you know, for the longest time, you see people talk about these kinds of things. And it's like, they don't know. It's, it's the kind of thing where I don't think people know how to explain it. They know how to like feel it. They、yeah. know, like, or like, what is, what is vibe? What is like freestyle? What is any of these <laughs> things,、so、right? <laughs> like to explain and really break these things、yeah. down to someone who doesn't know. It's really、and、hard. Different languages. And then, yeah, and then to, to translate and like localize、yeah. it into these other languages, you know, you're gonna, you need people to actually start thinking about it. Like, and that, like, I don't know, that's good for me too, because I just <laughs> like doing that. I like kind of nerding out on these kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, I know, you know, you can, you can have people who, who do that too much. And then they're not like directly involved in the culture per se. So it's like sports fans, for example. Yes. They can get really into it and know everything about it and know, like, oh, this is the right way to do it. This is not the right way, whatever, that kind of thing. And they can be very vocal. And then they've never played a game of like basketball or whatever sport they're talking about. Or they like, you know, Barely. They don't know how to do it. They're not they, really they like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so like that's just something that's going to happen when you, if you want to push this to the mass public, like you're going to get fans, which is cool, but like you're going to get all kinds of fans. <laughs> Good fans, weird fans, haters. Haters, like, I mean, haters are already, already exist. everywhere, right? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. But like, I think it's, It's, it's a good step forward. And、yes. as long as people take it, take it seriously and like be active in like, you know, voicing their opinions and, and putting information out there too.、Yes. So, like, you know, people can complain, like, oh, people don't know what's up. They don't know the real deal. Okay, well, make a video explaining it and put it、yeah. out on YouTube and make it public. You know? This is the same thing with、uh, there, was a, there was a big news about like, oh, a human killing the earth. There's a little girl traveling around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About human killing earth, but she didn't give the solution. Yeah, yeah. You guys are killing the earth, but there's no solution. And if you're traveling around the world with what, airplane? You're destroying the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah.、Right? So, <laughs> You have to think about that. But for young, young age kids, oh, we have to stop. We have to stop this. But, you know, wait a minute. You have to think about it. So we should stop the ambulance. <laughs> well, it's like not... things are a lot more complicated than,、yes. you know, this like、uh, complaining, right? emotional kind of just, oh, you're, you're bad people and you're polluting the earth. And it's like, okay, what's the way forward?、Yeah. How do we? Fix this then. I super agree with you. Like,、uh, if they're like, if they don't like it, make a video, talk about it. I think that's action, right? Action will solve slowly yeah, have yeah. a, you know, 
educate the pub publics. Yeah. Well, so I, I think mean, that's very important. Yeah, like I was talking about this with Pieces. I don't know if you've ever met Pieces, but he's this guy from Toronto and very uh, Pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, we just, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Stacks and yeah. and Unity Charity, and now he's onto his new thing. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, and we just we talked about this kind of thing too, like you know whatever your vision of the scene or what you think breaking should be like you shouldn't i mean talking is one part but you gotta like take action and be the kind of change that you want to see you want the scene to be this way okay throw a jam that uh, has yeah. the vibe that you like that you think is right and if it's really good it'll stick and it'll click with people and they'll want to do it and it'll get bigger but yes. like you can't just sit there and complain and be like you know you know back in my day blah 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 well okay <laughs> show people what's up educate people be active in the community instead of just complaining and i think you know most people are like that mm -hmm. but there's always just some people who are who are gonna complain or they feel like they got you know overlooked for whatever reason but yes. you know there's usually a reason why you get overlooked <laughs> <laughs> right? and yes. you gotta you gotta i think this is one thing that's like maybe kind of separate i think that this one thing needs to happen too is like people's own like i don't know almost like self-therapy <laughs> they gotta be they gotta figure out like their own shit before they start like you know criticizing what how this should be or you know yes i was wronged in this way it's like Maybe I'm you did something. Olympic is going to become like a, there will be a group of people who's very into Olympic and there will be local jams. Just yeah, like, of course. So, Olympic B boys might not join the local jams because they <laughs> might lose or they might just go for practice, but it's, yeah. it's their freedom, right? So, it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. And yeah. it's the judges' freedom. If you are in the judge panel, you can say this, you can close your eyes and say, this guy lost doesn't matter because that, that's breaking right <laughs> welcome to the breaking world so you can close your eye and just say like this guy win you know and if people talk about because i like his style <laughs> you know you know it doesn't doesn't really matter because yeah. no definition about who wins or who not yeah it's breaking right but olympic will be very different you have a yeah, school sure. maybe some people sure. prefer that way right so they will go toward that route yeah exactly yeah. and like you know this also gets brought up to that you know the olympics is just one event that exists yeah and it's not like the be all end all you know a lot of people are like you know this is either going to save the breaking scene and, and and you know do all this stuff but at the end of the day it's just if it continues like if they keep it in the olympics like it's one event that happens every four years yes and you know you still like I was talking about this the other day and, and many people have mentioned this before too like you have all kinds of sports in the Olympics right yes. like baseball is in in the Olympics I think right yeah uh, I think they are gonna lose their spot oh really well okay you got basketball and like hockey and all these things right all these major sports I think soccer's in there too yes and so. you know but you still have the nba you still have the nhl the the fifa like all these major leagues 
Yes. And you know, like there's amateur like wrestling and you still got WWE and AEW and <laughs> I know you're pretty ROH <laughs> and that's the real, there's still like pro wrestling, you know? So like the Olympics is, you know, it can be something that legitimizes you in the public eye. Like you said, right. You become Olympic champ, but maybe like you're just kind of like a person in the breaking community, but you got to win that championship. Yeah. Right. Or that medal, you got a medal. Right. And that's something that when you're looking for work as a dancer, you can be like, Hey, I was an Olympic gold medalist. Yes. Like that's pretty different. Very big. How can you, you can't really knock that. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Olympic gold medalist. That's looks pretty good on a dance resume. Yeah. Public image. Very important. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. you know, like if you're, if you're, you know, like you said, it's just a, another way to legitimize it in the public image. Yeah. I think that's the best way to look at it. Yes. Yeah. Good and bad, but mostly good. I think yeah, mostly I think so. there's bad to, you know, the things that people think are good, right? Keep it real. Yes. And you know, have this raw underground jam. Well, the bad side is like, it stays underground. Yeah. <laughs> like, or it's, you know, it's harder to get mainstream appeal and mainstream yes. appeal is how you make more money and make things yeah. bigger and whatever. Right. But you know, yeah. like it's, what do you want to do? You give people options. Yes. I think, yeah, yeah they can just choose whatever they like and stick yeah. with it. Yeah. Be positive about it. I think everything is for the good, you know, they're aiming for the good, like positive direction. Right. So yeah. there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Yeah. I think. And like, you know, people are just different too, and they'll like different things. Some yes. people, like you said, might like the Olympic style better. Some people really love that raw kind of like party vibe. Some people yeah. like, they don't even like the party. They just like ciphers or that yeah. kind of thing. Some people like the underground competition setting like this. Just give people options. Right now, I just like ciphers. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to that age. <laughs> yeah, 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 me too. <laughs> I think, yeah, this is like uh, what it's gotten to. And like, I didn't really get it before, but there's a guy, um, I always hear about him. His name's Frank Boog. He's, uh, he's a popper in Boogie Brats in Toronto. Oh, okay. But like, and he's like, I think part of like the EB fam, like not an EB, but like, you know, in that kind of like family. So it's like, yeah. all right, he's legit. Yes. But like, he's kind of one of these underground guys. And apparently what he does is he just like, like practices or just sessions like with his buddies in his basement, I think. And they call it the Brat Cave. <laughs> like, you know, there's like no footage of him or there's like only a few random clips. Uh, and they just like session there. And it's like, he doesn't enter any competitions. He might judge a thing here and there, but like, you know, and now I get it completely. I'm like, damn, that sounds amazing. Just like have a few friends over and just like break and session and like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> I think, I think practice plays a major part in b-boy because practice is like meditation for like, just like going to church. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's kind of like going to church, right? You're stressed for your daily life and just go there and release. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything. yeah. I'm practicing. So I think... Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. Like he he never entered any battle. That's dope. That's yeah, hard. Yeah. yeah, like I think that's one thing that you know, as people get older, some people kind of maybe struggle with this. 
because their only view is like well if i'm breaking like why am i breaking it's to win this competition or get the recognition or get a job in some studio or whatever like something like that right and if that's if that's not happening or whatever then it's like well why am i still doing it? there's no reason but it's like there's plenty of other reasons why you might do it it's like yeah. why do people do yoga you know why do people take a yoga class competition competition there's no competition hey, look at my leg. <laughs> yeah right i mean for some people it might be like well i want to you know show off. i want to learn i don't know people have all kinds of reasons for doing it some people do it for stress release some people do it for health some people do it for like you know like fitness that kind of thing or some people do it for all of it yeah yes and like i think that's something people especially when they get older like they just got to realize like you know dancing doesn't have to be something so serious it can just be something that you do like going to the park and like shooting some hoops like playing basketball it's like i'm not trying to get in the nba anymore yeah. or i wasn't in the beginning anyway <laughs> but like you know you're just chilling and it's just something to do it's it's fun it's relaxing it's like a stress relief kind of thing yeah i i learned a lot from breaking i think yeah breaking it really you know it's, it's, it's actually a lifestyle right now yeah so yeah. It, it, I, I don't know what would i do uh, without breaking going crazy on more gears i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but you know even that like you know it does cost a lot but the 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 fact that you're like doing you know shooting these things and planning out these shots like these angles and whatever and like oh i want to do this and oh, i have this time okay i'll get set up this and do that whatever right and like starting to do tutorials again and whatnot like like you said you don't care about if people are watching it or not it's the act of like doing it that's fun for you yeah it's right? fun <laughs> it's just fun like you're just doing it because you like doing it. it's like self-satisfaction yes <laughs> oh otherwise uh, the gear would be waste <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you want to get the value out of it right in the water oh no my wife is gonna kill me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a uh, one uh oh yeah this weekend uh when i just started breaking uh i watched boty 2000 uh mm -hmm. what's it that breakers yeah there's yeah. one guy b-boy jack yeah he's 45 years old Actually, he uh, performed in our school. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you told yeah, me. Yeah, we performed together. And uh, he's one of the guys I really look up to when I was very young. Mm -hmm. And uh, this weekend, I'm doing an interview with him. Oh. I'm going to make a kind of documentary, like how he approaches his style. Yeah. Right so I, I don't know how it goes, but I really, uh, I really enjoy making those kind of videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people tell me there's no money involved. I'm like, yeah, I don't need money. I just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you know, you never know who who it's going to affect or how it's going to go and this kind of thing. Like, if you like doing it, you should do it. Yeah. Right? And just put it out there. That's my opinion. Yes. You know? And if you get one person, like, hey, you got one person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's more than than you would have gotten doing nothing right yeah yeah at least yeah. one person is looking at uh, whatever you produce from your expensive gears <laughs> that like counts if you, if you if you can like if you can change someone's like if even just one person let's say like 100 people watch it and most yeah. 100 people like 99 people don't 
care. They're like, oh, I don't know who this Jack guy is. But one person say, oh, damn, like that's a really cool perspective and uh, makes them more interested in Japan or Waseda or whatever, something like that. And then yeah. they start getting into this other stuff. Like, that's I, think that's, I think that's a pretty cool thing yeah. to, to affect someone's life in some way like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But oh. I'm, you know, I'm like a idealistic hippie kind of guy, so, <laughs> you know, and I'm poor too. It's like I, you're not true. Like you don't, you're not poor. I'm poor. <laughs> you know, you have all this gear, right? <laughs> I look at this. See this? Case, I don't even have, you sell everything. <laughs> I don't even have enough money to like have a real green screen. I'm using shitty Zoom, green, <laughs> fake green screen. See my cat. My cats. Actually, I do have a green screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should talk to you more. Like, get some more advice from you about this. Uh, I, I, I didn't have time to play the green screen because I was trying to make my son fly in the air. <laughs> he said he he wanted to fly in the air. I'm like, oh, you want to go to space? Sure. I bought a green screen. Is a, it's from China. It's very cheap, but you know, yeah, yeah. I tried it. It's harder than what I imagined because you have to let the green screen evenly mm. yeah 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 it looks like elementary school student kind of trying to do like <laughs> video production <laughs> you know but i i really <laughs> i really like those kind of videos too the shitty like video production high school elementary school whatever <laughs> we used to make them in my like old daycare and they're so <laughs> low budget but they're so funny like <laughs> it's one thing that me and Mark would kind of talk about sometimes, not those specifically, but it's like, you know, if you want to be creative, it's like, give yourself like all kinds of like limitations. You know? <laughs> and I always think about that with hip hop, right? It's like, you know, maybe people didn't have enough money to go get like drum lessons or whatever, but they had oh, a record, you know, they had a, a turntable and kids just being creative and make using what they, they had and they created like an instrument out of the turntables yeah. and now you have DJing how it is now and people can you know beat juggle and do these things make a sound out of the record and make music out of that like, that's so dope, that right? sound right like that's crazy right who would yeah. have thought right and uh or even like breaking right it's like yeah. whatever the dances were and those all got kind of like mixed together and kids just seeing random like you know Bugs Bunny or uh, the cartoons or random other videos that they saw or just people around them and they made their own dance like that's like kids creativity but they had nothing right these yeah, they poor had kids right so it's like sometimes like the more limits that you put on yourself it's like forces you to get creative and do all this crazy stuff but it also helps when you get all the gear to make it look nice and do all this. I can I can make you fly to the space. Ding for work. Creation in in a space. Can you edit it? For people just listening, I'm sorry, you can't you can't see that. But he's gonna make me fly. Yeah, yeah anyway. next time we're in Tokyo, let me film you, man. Yeah, yeah. For sure, I'm down. The foreigner, like non-Japanese, like breaking live in Japan. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's yeah. do it. I'm down. Uh, I think that's a good spot to finish right there. Yeah, no problem. Uh, thank you for thank having you. me. 
Yeah. If you, do you have anything like any just last things, comments or whatever that you want to say? Doesn't even have to be related to whatever. <laughs> oh, uh, I um, when you decide to do something, just you know, do to the fullest because it's now or never. Oh I think God. it will bring you great fortune, mm -hmm. great future. Yeah, for if sure. If you do half ass, nothing is gonna be turn out good. Yeah, so, true. True. If you decide something, just do full out. Yeah. Well. Thank you, G. You truly live that now or never life. If you and... decide to have kids, just have hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Go all out, right? <laughs> oh wow! Every day, man. Go all Every out. Day. Maximize your potential. To catch out the production, you need two factory. You need two wife. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. Good advice. Good advice for the for the people listening. Appreciate that. Um, no thank you, G. Uh, yeah. It's really cool, you know, hearing your history and stuff and learning more about, you know, NON's history as well. Uh, so hopefully people enjoyed that and they enjoyed our <laughs> stupid conversations too. Hopefully we had something <laughs> of <joke>. value. <laughs> but yeah, it was. I really appreciate it. It's good. This is like my therapy for, you know, doing these things anyway. So thank you for doing this. Yeah, I, 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 I will just keep listening to every single show, man. It's fun, man. It's fun. When I'm driving, I just listen to it. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Jesse Jester, uh, too many noise. <laughs> yeah, I know. I told him about that. But, so we'll try and do it again. This time, not in like a mall food court, wherever was he was. Oh yeah, I was God. so surprised. So that was like a lesson for me to be like, I should start telling people like, oh, just in case, like, can you do it somewhere quiet where there's no background noise? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He, yeah, but it was all right. We'll get, we'll get better. We'll get better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, just slowly get better, get better, get better. All right. All right. Well, peace That's out. It. We're out of here. You. Peace, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash razzyf2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening and look forward to the next one. Peace. Peace.